Hi, this is Linda. And this is Leslie. With Let's Talk. Let's talk, Linda. We're going to just have some girl talk today. What's our topic, Leslie? Today, we're going to talk about how to follow your passions. Cool. Gwen, the floor is yours. Hi. So <laughs> talking, um, we were reminiscing about, you know, the path that we chose or the majors that we chose when we were in college. And we were like, okay, well, if we had to do it all over, what would you have done instead? And I majored in finance, which at that time, um, you know, something I was interested in doing and wanted to go on to Wall Street and do that. Um, and obviously I didn't, that path wasn't necessarily the path that I ended up on. I ended up more in corporate America. Um, and I'm, I'm a senior finance ma manager right now, but I've always been very passionate about acting and being creative and writing and telling stories. Um, so I always, there's times where I get this journey where it's like, I just really want to follow my passion. But I'm at a point in my life and a stage in my life where, you know, I have a family, I have children, um, you know, a husband, a household. I can't just up and quit my job and, and just pursue my passion. You know, I'm a little further on in, in life. And even when I was 20, I don't know if I would have even been bold enough to just after it. Um, so in my life journey, I have, I've had the opportunity, I was, I've been fortunate enough to still have the opportunity to do the things that I love, to, do, to, be to follow my passion, maybe just not to the fullest extent that I think I should be doing it, but I've still been able to fulfill that. But there are some people that, you know, they get torn, like to have really wanna just go after it because I'm working a job every single day that I hate. You know, it, it doesn't fulfill me, but I have to make a living. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess my question has always been like, you know, when do you make that decision or what can be your driving force? Because I know for me, I think the thing that held me back from just really going after it full force um, was probably a little bit of fear and, and of not having that stability. Um, acting is a field that's very hard to get into. I mean, if you want to do a full force, I mean, I, I didn't want to be living out of my car. <laughs> I mean, at 20, and I definitely don't want to do it now, you know, now that I have more responsibility. Um, so it's, it's either you find that balance where you're fulfilling it to a point where you don't feel like it's either all or nothing. Yeah. And I think there's times where I thought it had to be either all or nothing. Mm -hmm. When I really thought about it, it was like, no, you're still doing that. You still have followed your passion because you still, I still act to this day. I've been acting over 30 years. I still act to this day. I still have opportunities. You know, I've been very involved in the, the drama ministry at church and in other facets that maybe I didn't think was sufficient enough but it really has been yeah so but I think the biggest question is you know people feel like well I have to just do it all a hundred percent or I don't feel like I'm achieving anything yeah you know uh I reflect back on when we all started and in the previous episode we talked about uh how we connected as a 
group of ladies when we were in undergrad. And you remember when Leslie was working at the radio station, Gwen, and we would call in and pretend to be different people because she needed people to call in because the phone lines. Because I had the graveyard shift yeah. and everybody was asleep. There's times she would ask us to come down to the station, yeah, stay up so she wouldn't fall. But I mean, that was thing. That was something that she was passionate about. Yeah, yeah. At that point, either she didn't fully follow it after college because maybe she didn't know what doors, or she wanted that security of okay, I need yeah. a job. Okay. That's right, Les. So what was it? Because I just knew that both you and Gwen would continue in that acting path because you know I came to see you at the play okay. that you engaged in one of yeah. your couple of your plays at the little house what, what the little theater yeah you remember it's theater. demolished now but yeah right and so I just there was just something there for the two of you that I just knew you know you would continue on so what you know for Leslie what was that because I saw it in you where you had a knack for you know being in in, in that industry whether it's the acting or being a personality of some sort on air so then but you you know what happened I think like Gwen was saying you know sometimes we let our own insecurities or fears get in the way and mm -hmm. I was I too didn't know what road to take to go in that direction and I knew I had to work I knew I had to make money I had a student loan I needed to pay back yeah. so when my grandmother told me she said well become a teacher and you'll always have a job. And that part was true. You know, I had gotten a job right out of college and, um, and that's where I stayed. And although I did not necessarily go that direction, I felt like I was acting every day. As a teacher, you have to perform because <laughs> you have to engage your students in one way or another. And in that respect, I felt like, okay, I'm making a difference in someone's life because as a teacher, you're impacting your students, whether good or bad. So I justified that in my mind saying, okay, well, I'm still fulfilling my dream, but I really was not fulfilling the true dream that's in my heart. And I still like Gwen, I still have that desire. I want to go full fledged in that. And, you know, whatever reason it is that's holding me back, it's just my own. And I remember hearing somebody say this, they said they were, had a conversation with a gentleman and the guy said, oh, I want to play the piano like you. And he said, no, you don't. He said, Yes, I do. He said, no, you don't. He said, hey, you're in my car and I'm driving you around and I want to play the piano like you. And he said, are you taking lessons? He said, hmm. no. He said, the proof of desire is in the pursuit. And I said, that's good because it's very true. What are we pursuing? If this is our desire, where are our pursuits? Georgia, where are your, where's your pursuit? You know, that's a good question because I remember after graduating, I was torn. Do I sign up, join the Peace Corps and go traversing all over? <laughs> My initial intent was all over Africa and mm -hmm. Europe. <laughs> or do I go to grad school, <laughs> right? And I really, you know, I, I fought hard with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to grad school and then one thing led to another, got married, children, da-da-da, here I am. Right? Where did my peace scarf traveling the you know, <laughs> traveling the world um, being of service 
you know, to uh, different communities. And my interest was in Africa, whichever African country, you know. Uh, so what did I do? I said, well, when I got to grad school, so I met my husband who is from Ghana. So I thought, okay, well, this will work because I am going to get to Ghana. And then, right? Yeah. So, but uh, in all honesty though, while I may not have had the opportunity yet to travel to the different, you know, international places that I intended to be of service in certain communities, I still am um, actively involved in just being a supporter, a teacher, a mentor in my chosen field, which was mathematics. Because when says she started off, you know, you said finance, but the real deal is that you started off in engineering. engineering. But yeah. I think I, I I chose that one because I kind of was following someone else's. Yeah. Know, and when I couldn't get any of my courses, I was like, oh, well, that's not really what I wanted to do anyway. So I yeah. knew I wanted to be in business, but I knew I didn't want to do accounting because I didn't want to do like the CPA and the corporate accounting. So I said, well, let me try finance because finance has so many different spectacles, areas that you can go into with having a finance degree. And at that time I was like, oh, I can go work on Wall Street and having different internships over the years, I was able to have an internship in Connecticut at GE and at that time GE owned NBC. So one of the part of that program was to be able to work at NBC. And I was like, oh, that would be the dream to work. I'm in finance, I'm making money, but I'm also at you know a major network where I can see how things work behind the scenes and whatever aspect. Well, that didn't work out. God had other plans and I ended up back home for now that I see a purpose. There was a purpose to having to come back home. And so, when I look over it, I said, well, it didn't pan out the way that I thought it was going to pan out. Mm -hmm. God still brought me back, mm -hmm. opened up doors and provided opportunities where I was able to get back involved and said acting. So I did a lot of plays with local productions. I did a major play at the Genesee Theater uh, for Color Girls um, and have worked very diligently with local writers and things. And then my, I, I met my husband and he's an actor and he's a writer. So we had that commonality where we still say, okay, we still know we wanna write some plays. We wanna do some more writing things. So it may have not looked the way that I thought it would look because I thought it had to be full out. Mm -hmm. God is still navigating that. I don't think that's the end of the story. So still navigating that. Um, like I said before, I think it's just in my own mind, I always thought it had to be all or nothing and not really think about the small steps that he's already taken me through to get to where ultimately he may have me because this is not the end of the story. That's a final destination. And I think Linda mentioned something uh, before when she was saying, you know, there are seasons that we have to go through in our lives, but each step that we take prepares us for something else. It's always, when you think of your life, your life is a journey. 
but every step prepares you for the next level of your life. And maybe even fine, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready to be out there, but maybe I really, really wasn't ready to be fully committed and devoted in the way that I, you know, I, I might have to be. So I think the steps, the baby steps to get to the ultimate destiny, I'm still traveling that, that road. Yeah. You know, what gets us in trouble is when we start to try to compare our lives to what somebody else has done by a certain time that gets us in trouble all the time, doesn't it? Yeah. So one thing I've learned is that time always reveals and time always heals. Right. So we have to just be mindful of that and not to stay, you know, while we are celebrating other people's uh, experiences and their charge through their given walk, we have to not try to say, well, gee, well, what have I done? Or, you know, how do I measure up to that? That kind of thing. Because, yeah. you know, we, we, we all fall into that sometimes. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Do you feel... I believe there's two different things. There's your gift and then your destiny or your desire, your passion of what you want to do. My Mm -hmm. gift, and I know it because I do it without even thinking twice, is an encourager. I can encourage anybody to do anything. (laughs) My husband said, I can, I, I encouraged him that he think he can build a house and he he's nowhere near <laughs> because I have to like only take so much of your encouragement because you'll make me right. think I could build a house <laughs> right. so I have to catch myself but I know I'm an encourager yeah. but my passion you know what I mean is a little different still helping people making a difference I did outreach and different things like that so I do my gift every day you know what I mean? It just flows out of me without me realizing it. Talking to somebody, mm-hmm. if I see them sad or stuck, my gift come out. Wait, wait, you can do this or you can do that. I did that with you, Glenn. <laughs> you know, right. like, it just automatically come out without even thinking twice of it. And right. I think we forget about that. You know, that, that, that gift that we have. What do you guys think about that? And compared to your, your, your purpose of, of what you want to do or your passion? Okay, so I really like what Linda was saying about knowing what your gift or gifts are. And I was, as she was talking, I was thinking, well, what exactly is my gift? You know, because I see some of what Linda, I saw some of what you were saying in me in terms of, you know, uh, encourager. But for me, I think I'm more finding alternatives which then sounds kind of like what you were saying, right? So, and I see myself doing it all the time, right? Even with my girls and they're sometimes like enough, you know, I don't need, you know. So I, I like if they come and say, well, I can't really get this. And I'd say, well, how about this or this or this? So I'm always quick to find options, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's so evident in my life because anytime I'm going about something and then I come to a point where it's like, okay, what next? And then I'm always looking for options, right? Mm-hmm. So I do it too, even, oh my gosh. That's your gift. You're creative. You 
Okay, Gwen. So I think is- mine is is very similar too. I, I think I I have a, a a natural way of being able to communicate with someone, you know, a better way of doing something or kind of encourage them or be that that ear and voice a reason for certain things. Um, mm-hmm. But True. and I'm definitely uh, the very devoted to to people um so i think that's just my natural uh gift that like you said i'm, I'm here to listen uh, uh i'll give you a word of encouragement that type of thing and then obviously my passion is to just, when i say acting is more than just the acting and the writing i'm more of a storyteller i want to be able to tell a story in a way that people can really truly relate to it and and see themselves in that but also get something out of it get something a message from that story that I tell that to say that you know what I may have been in a dark place or I've experienced that and I've experienced that but I can see a way out of it mm-hmm. and how it was presented to me in this story so um yeah I, yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> oh, Leslie's got the finger. I know. Okay. I know. But I, I'm listening to you guys, and I'm loving it because I'm seeing a common thread in everybody. That, mm-hmm. You know, because here's the thing we've all been created to help other people. You know, and I, I think back on Martin Luther King when he said, there's no greater, I think this was his father, no greater purpose in man than to help us, no greater purpose for a man than to help his fellow man. And that's really what, what I'm hearing in all of you is that the encourager is one that helps other people in one fashion or another. And I go back on that scripture that talks about um, Barnabas. Barnabas, he was a son of consolation, which means he was a son of encouragement. Mm. And that's, really what we are called to do in one way or another because love is not selfish right so when you're thinking about this when you're encouraging people you work with or your children or the people come across your path you're not being selfish because you want the best for them and I as a teacher that's what I'm just naturally inclined to do is to encourage my students so I see that in my career but I also thinking back, I've always been one that's like a supporter. And like you, Gwen, mm-hmm. in that ear, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to say anything. I just sometimes people just want a sounding board. So, yeah, I can say the same. You know, it, it looks I, different, but I can say the same. I think mm-hmm. yours is, is even more than that, Leslie. You look for, okay, this person haven't said anything or this person is kind of away let's bring them in you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you look for that if anybody's missing is everybody participating Mm -hmm. you're you're more of that gathering together I could see that more of you of making sure everybody feel comfortable everybody feel part of it that part of it me I'd be like my own little dancing world (laughs) (laughs) oh you still there (laughs) so but 
I, you're, I think you're right. We all have a part because we need, like when people come to you to just to think, to focus, to keep yeah. grounded, to just hear that, to, you know what I mean? Of being that ear that they can listen to. And that's all that you can just listen, take it in. And you, you have that calmness about you in that, that heart of trust of what you say would never be repeated, won't even be brought mm -hmm. up again. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That, if you tell Gwen something, it is locked, keyed, shut down. She is yeah. defeated because That's true. I value that. I mean, I I want people to feel that confidence with me, and I take that to heart. I guess that's probably why I'm such a private person because you know I've been burned in the past when I've shared something, and the next thing I know, it's all over town. So <laughs> take that to heart. That is gold to me you sharing something with me and you say this is in confidence it's confident there's no more speaking about it yeah you know you poured your heart out to me you laid your heart on the table to me why would i destroy that that's good yeah. man. that's real you, good. I love you know that. the other thing about leslie to linda that i've learned is that whenever you whenever i start to take myself too seriously leslie always finds a way to bring it back like Girl, what are you talking about? Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah. Right? To lighten the mood. Yeah, exactly. Like when it just starts to get just too intense. Heavy. <laughs> so I think what I love about this is that we all balance each other in one way or another. Exactly. And I think for me, I, I, I was thinking about it. And I said, you know, don't minimize the opportunities that God has already given you. Don't minimize that and think, it's not enough because it is because I don't know what where those steps those baby steps may propel me to mm -hmm. and, and I've enjoyed those times so take it for what it is enjoy the opportunities as they come and make the most of them yeah. and you know you're here's the thing too and I want to just add to that and I want to I want to bring Georgia back in you, when you're faithful over what you've been given to do your reward is just as great as a Billy Graham because you are faithful over what God has given you to do. Right. What do you say about that? I 100% agree that, uh, you know, you might think that you're not getting the limelight light that you should have had, but in what Linda said, just being a part of that supporting cast is just as important and another thing too is we all have a tendency to not embrace the moment that we are in as we are in it right and so you know we kind of miss some of the the um if, if what you're looking for is glory i don't know yeah. <laughs> you're still worried about being bigger you're not enjoying where you're at now yeah 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 and Good. so that you know is is what i have to offer just, just enjoy this the is like the saying um what's the saying when they say don't worry about tomorrow enjoy uh -huh. today because today is the present and the present yes. that you have and yes. looking at each moment and each day as a present and look yes. at okay god what is it that you have for me today and about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough troubles of its own what is the joy of today yeah. 
we may not see. So I think, and, and I know for me, sometimes I do, I can jump ahead and I always have to reel myself back and say, no, Lord, I want to be in line with you. Yes. I want to get ahead of you. I know that, you know, you're working things out in me and I don't want to jump ahead of you. So I have to reel myself back and say, okay, let me, let me take one step at a time, one day at a time and enjoy each moment as it comes, because I don't know what, where that's leading. I heard somebody say also, if you're not happy now, stop thinking something else. If you get something else, that's going to make you happy. A house, a home, a husband, a Mm -hmm. wife, kids, all this this other stuff. If you're not happy with what you have now, then those other things are not going to make you happy because you're going to want something else. You have to learn how to be content with what you have now and use your gifts and skills now, not when I'm on a platform or not when you know, mm-hmm. this happened. Use your get talents, your gifts now. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point of this podcast is, are we living it? We should be doing it now. There's no excuse. It might not be where we want to be, but if we mm-hmm. don't start right now, how will it ever be where we want it to be? That's true. That's a good advice. You ready to say the quote? Absolutely. Because here's the thing. If you like what you heard, and I know you did, because I liked it, and I know everybody on this call right here liked it as well, be sure to hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel so you can get more stories just like the ones that were shared today, which is about following your passions, even though you may not make a living, because you're going to impact somebody's life whether or not you know it, because it's about life's lessons and it's about laughter. And that's one of the things I love about these ladies. We can get a good laugh in. Mm-hmm. And it's about making relationships that what? Laugh. Until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>